Quick message from our sponsor. Imagine if you could make your destination page match your messaging, eliminate leaks and distractions when sending someone from an ad or message, remove friction and make it easy to buy. Dream no more. Checkout Links is a simple but powerful app that lets you quickly create specialized bundles in a mini landing page that syncs directly with your Shopify checkout. Preload the shopping cart to reflect your order in that specialized bundle. You can automatically apply discounts so they don't have to manually type it in. And then you can also track individual link performance and so much more. You can find other creative ways to use them with your paid ads, customer support chats, holiday offers, new product launches, email and SMS campaigns, or even rewarding your VIP customers. Go to checkoutlinks.com slash Matt to learn more and install the Shopify app. That's checkoutlinks.com slash Matt. This is Brand Builders. We've been actively working in D2C land for years and are continuing to be in the trenches daily. I'm Matt Lady, one of the co-hosts. Each week, I have an episode with Tom Brown and an episode with Richie Mashiko. Sometimes we'll have one together. We are here to share our unfiltered, candid, casual perspectives, insights, lessons, experiences on building a D2C brand. We text about this stuff all the time and are super nerds about all things e-commerce. And we just want to share this with you and hope you get something from it. Enjoy the show. All right. So this episode, we're going to start off with uh, going to you, Tom, you tweeted out this like pretty stip- typical standard Twitter bio change and head of growth and this like emoji, like teasing out your next job and this next opportunity. I'm not even giving you too much shit for it because I did the same exact thing uh, yeah. a few <laughs> weeks ago and a lot of people liked it and engaged with it. It was fun. So what's that all about? And if, if you... Hold on. If you're already listening to this, you already know what this is about. You guys are on the inside. You're on the inside scoop. So, Tom, tell tell talk to us. What, what's going yeah, on there? Full disclosure, I stole this from from you, and I think from Kelly Vaughn. I think that did it beforehand. Like just going in, recording a video of like changing the bio, and like here's where I'm now working. Like it's it's kind of a fun way to announce it. Um, so long way of saying, yeah, I've been teasing. Like so, I joined Hutch here in the UK. Um. In essence, they're a three PL with a tech stack kind of built on top of it. Everything is very much focused around post purchase and around customer retention. But that, that's kind of the premise of Hutch. Um, but yeah, they approached me a few weeks ago as joining them as head of growth, which say I've, I've accepted. And yeah, this is kind of the first time I really get to start talking about it publicly. So it's good fun. Yeah, we've been we've been whispering about it on this show. Um, we have. We just we're just getting started, so it's not like our all of our list, uh, all of our followers on Twitter yet listen, you know. So mm-hmm. we're still getting there. So as head of growth at Hutch, and you've been there for I think at least four oh, weeks. Six yeah, weeks. I guess we just crossed over four weeks. So okay, yeah, it's been kind yeah. of yeah, then like the new site across the line, um, which is tryhutch.co.uk. Um, a lot of that, and then it's just been setting up like sequences, making sure like we got CRM in place. So we're using pipe drive for that. Um, nice. and really to be honest, just a ton of market research, figuring out, you know, why like past customers have joined if they've left, like why have they left, um, going through a lot of the sort of warm inquiries that we had, you know, warm leads that we've, we've come into Hutch, but no one's perhaps touched or really done anything with. And to be honest, that's because you know, for the last couple of years, they've been so in the weeds that they've kind of like, they've missed a lot of opportunities, full disclosure. Yeah. Um, they know they have, so it really is a case of, you know, they just got this new warehouse. So we just moved, um, from London out to Essex, much, much bigger premise. Um, so there's, there's definitely, there's, there's room to grow. There's a, yeah, the pressure is on, <laughs> put it that way. I went out to the warehouse for the first time on, on Friday. It's a fairly large space. <laughs> like, Whoa, look at all this room. Oh wait, uh-huh. that's my job to fill it. That's like, my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Like, and so okay, so you, you talked about the marketing, the new website, the CRM, and like the leads. So, as we've kind of touched on it before, I believe it's like you were marketing and sales, kind of. Like Correct. If, yeah. if someone inquires and you get a lead, you're gonna then be taking the intro call while. The other founder, uh, co- the co-founders and the other team members are like working on the, the tech stack, working on the actual warehouse operations and fulfilling mm-hmm. the orders. So um, how are you how are you thinking about balancing or because balancing is such a 
trigger word for some people. And it's like this 50, 50, like, Oh, perfect balance. Like how do you, how do you think you'll find your sync or your ups and downs of like marketing versus sales? Mm, that honestly is a really good question. Um, I have, you know, for the last couple of years been just so strict with my calendar, like, you know, actually putting blocks of time in. So knowing when I'm like a sort of most creative and equally knowing when, even when I'm not creative, like putting the time in to just do creative work and just kind of forcing myself to get into some kind of state and just, you know, getting something down in a Google doc or on paper. So like, I'm, I'm starting to put a lot of that sort of stuff in my calendar already. So, you know, there's like Monday morning is blocked out for a lot of like content work. Tuesday, then kind of a lot of editing. Wednesday, it's then like actually publishing a lot of it or certainly queuing a lot of it up. So that's more on sort of the marketing side. Um, and then really like evenings, sorry, uh, afternoons and probably evenings will be a mostly a focus on sales calls, if I can make that work. That's that's kind of the plan going into it. So it's really like try and compartmentalize that, that time a little bit is the plan. I'm sure it will all go to pieces over the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But that's my plans. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, like, that sounds like a great plan. And uh, knowing myself, you, people like us, like, we can make pretty good plans, but like, mm -hmm. life doesn't always allow us to stick to it and shit just happens. So uh, I, I like how you've broken up the content process across three days, at least, because mm -hmm. there really is the different phases. You get it yeah. all out, you get the draft, you get the main ideas out, down, recorded, whatever, written. The next time you go back to it, you're editing, you're refining, you're, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Or, oh, how this is how I can make that sound even stronger or better. This is actually a bigger point than I originally thought. Then the next day is how to actually distribute and publish it. Yeah. So I, I like how you thought of it like that, because uh, in my perfect schedule, that's what I would do too. <laughs> but I don't always do that. I sometimes do everything within two hours. I'm like, all right, good enough. And then just send it. But, um, so no, I'm, I'm was, glad yeah, you that. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. I try to build a system around it as best as possible. Trying. You know? so, so, yeah, yeah. You systemize and processize, but you're only one man. <laughs> so far, it's just, it's just you, just you marketing and sales. So, uh, what's kind of the main sort of marketing channel or two that you've sort of identified and think you're going to focus on first? Um, so we've got, we brought a guy in that's going to run paid media in terms of like Google ads. Uh, I was really just trying to capture some of that search volume that already exists in the UK, um, a bit on Facebook and a bit on LinkedIn. So we're going to try those three on sort of the paid side. In terms of organic, that's going to be mostly to begin with Twitter and LinkedIn. And I'll be honest, it's taken a lot of inspiration from the guys at Audit. It's taken a lot of inspiration from the guys at Triple Well in terms of like Twitter strategy. And then it, it's actually looking more at almost like, I don't want to say influencers, but kind of creators and the way that they are creating and distributing content on LinkedIn. Uh, and really just replicating that or taking a lot of inspiration from that. And again, just trying to build like systems and processes around it of like you know, how to build hooks, how to actually tell the right stories within like the framework of a 3PL that actually engage people and aren't just us talking about packing another order like yeah there's so much more i feel like we can talk about mostly to do with like the post-purchase experience yeah. beyond just packing mm -hmm. an order particularly with the you know the tools and everything that, that hutch have built that's yeah. kind of the, the the plan there yeah that's really cool and i initially thought oh as you first started talking oh just organic social and paid no seo no blogs no own media but there's it's, no, no no but like I'm saying like, as you went on, I'm like, wait, that's exactly what I've been thinking about. Like with Stumptown, I'm like trying to like go everywhere, be everything all at once and all over. Yeah. And then, cause I know what, I know how to do everything. And then like, mm. I want to do it all. And it's just like, okay, well, hold on. You're, st <laughs> we talked about it the other day. The other episode is like getting all the shit out of the orange when you squeeze it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and like, we just like, Okay, I just like you tap the orange, and then you get a little bit out. I'm like, all right, I'm done on paid ads. I'm like, no, like <laughs> we're just getting started, right? That's I can squeeze so much more out of that. There's probably a yeah. second orange lying around somewhere. So there's so much more I can do there, and I'm sure with you and I both having pretty limited resources and team and stuff like that, 
So it totally makes sense to me now uh, as you kept going. Because I was like, wait, dude, that, that's what you've been thinking about too. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely, you know, we've had a lot of discussions around like, you know, this, this budget for doing like a podcast, this budget for, for building like you know, some kind of studio and creating a YouTube show. And it's like, you know, we could do all of these things at once. And that would be fantastic. And I would probably burn out in about three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and so would the rest of the team. So it's like, how do we, you know, let's, all right, let's get Twitter up and running. Let's get LinkedIn up and running. Let's build that process. And then, yeah, maybe around like January next year. Okay. Then we'll start to focus on like, what's the next kind of strategy? SEO, like we are definitely starting to put some things out. I mean, I wrote like three or four blog, blog posts and had written like a couple more over the last few weeks, just that are kind of prepped, ready to go. But it, I, I think it's, it kind of comes down to like short and long term. Um, and that's, that's definitely something we come on to more and more, I swear. But yeah, like I feel like, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn is kind of like that we can quickly get out and create that kind of content as opposed to like blogging. Like it's going to take a while for that to gain traction. So we'll start building in the back end. But yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be expecting like instant results from that in the same way. Right. No, uh, short and long term. It's, it's, um, I don't know if it's annoying for people listening that it's, we keep coming back to it, but it, I think it's so <laughs> helpful. I think it's so like being able to talk about it and get it out of my head. And just cause I know that I want to diversify my channels at some mm -hmm. point and I know how to do it. I know exactly who to hire, how to start and do it efficiently. Yeah. That's the curse of knowledge. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, we're kind of, we're both kind of starting back over almost at, at these experience like not from zero obviously hutch has had great success on its own before he came on sometime had success uh for Absolutely. a decade in retail and then now d2c so not from zero but much less and it's a new it's new to us and we're still learning the ins and outs of the products and the actual end consumer and all that stuff so short term yeah i can just i can make our facebook ads better because they were horribly mismanaged <laughs> and that will help in the short term. And I can, I got the Google ads freelancer in too. So he's going to restructure the entire account because it's horribly mismanaged too. Mm -hmm. So that's short term stuff, but that's also like long term at the same time, because those are the main driving channels and yeah. that's how we can scale. But at the SEO, I'm like, we could just start out pretty small and it's like outsource and it's like, mostly other people doing it and it's pretty cheap and then it just builds up. So when mm -hmm. I need it in eight or 10 months after we squeeze this orange some more, uh, we already start having this other stream of traffic coming in. Right. So yeah. that's kind of the hard part to balance short and long and something I've been going with struggling with internally. So how, how have you been thinking about, or how do you think you'll be thinking about short versus long? Uh, I know you've talked about the couple of social channels and paid ads and then mm. SEO and some blogs, but what does it like, what does that look like? Is it 80, 20 short, long? Is it not that simple? Is it, we have so much to go right away, um, with all these things and worry about that later. Yeah. I'm just trying to think through this I mean, as well. Yeah. 80, 80, 20 is probably about mm. where it is in all seriousness right now. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of 80% like short term of like, you know, there's people sat in the pipeline, there's people that we've not talked to or that we had previously and, you know, they were waiting to make a decision or we kind of told them like, you know, we're moving warehouse. So now is not really a good time for you to come on board. Like there's a lot of those kind of like low hanging fruit, I guess. Um, and I, I would say like, I, I have a good network of, of friends really that, that run businesses in the UK that I know are with other three PLs that have not had a good experience, but yeah, they, they've kind of just not really known where to go and as much as I've like recommended Hutch over the, you know, the last couple of years, they've never really pulled the trigger. And I think like in, in some ways there's, there's a lot of people there that I, I think we can give pretty good opportunities to and pretty good offers and just drag them across. <laughs> I mean, to the point like we are literally going to offer like, you know, free collection. We'll literally go like to your current 3PL's warehouse. Like we will collect your goods. We will bring them over. Like, you know, we, we've got some fun offers that are kind of going to come for, for folks that are serious about actually doing fulfillment properly. Um, I gotta get those signed off, so I probably can't talk too much about them right now. But, <laughs> but if you're interested in finding a three PL like in, in the next three months, like there are some cool offers coming out, Hutch. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that's a that's a really good way to think about it. Look at it. I think is just yeah. starting starting with who's immediately closest to you. Like just because you're starting this role from scratch, in air quotes, <laughs> like you've been in this space for 
almost a decade ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. So, so like, you have plenty of contacts, people, brands, so like other connections. Like, oh, I've been recommending Hutch for the last couple of years for my own brand. I loved yeah. it so much, and they made an offer I couldn't refuse. Some Godfather type stuff right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. An offer I couldn't refuse, and then you're like, yeah, I work for them now. Full like. You guys know me as the entrepreneur. I'm now the head of growth at Hutch. That's how much I believe in this. Yeah. And like people are like, oh, Tom's not just blowing smoke up our butts. Like <laughs> he means it. Um, yeah. So I think that will be a good way to start. And I love how creatively you're thinking about, oh yeah, we'll come grab your stuff. <laughs> like make, and you're just lowering the bar, lowering the friction. Like they don't have to worry about it. Like, oh, I, we, like, we have to get a, finish our contract with the three pit, like our current partner, or like they're going to extra charge us to move it somewhere else again. You're like, no, 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 no. We'll come get it. Like, just tell us where. I don't know. We've not seen around that. We're trying to figure out ways, you know, most, most 3PLs, particularly in Q4, you know, if you tell them that you're moving 3PL, I'm probably going to drag their heels and like, well, you know, it's, it's a 90 day SLA. Like we don't have to move your goods out straight away. We're going to drag our heels. And so we're even looking at that. Like, okay, how do we get goods out of other people's warehouses? Like, well, let's just start putting in B2B orders for like the entire stock or like, like split it over two. And again, we'll just go and pick it up as if it's going to a retailer. Like we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's cheeky Holy as hell. Crap. <laughs> I love that. That's like, it's almost giving me like Grinch stole Christmas. Like you're just going to go around and take everyone's presents and bring them back <laughs> into your own. Like they're all for you now. Um, that's that's super that's creative. I love it. Yeah, it's that kind of thing that we're, we're really trying to think about. Like, how do we how do we help merchants that you know I, I, we're having that discussion with them? Like, you know, a three PL is not going to get stuff out before Q four. Like, all right, let's, well, let's find a way because <laughs> there must be a way. Yeah, you're like, there's still time. It's not much time, but there's still time left. <laughs> like, I say this last few years since I've been doing this full time e commerce full time. It's the Super Bowl. It's the main event. This is the time of the year for many brands and businesses. Some yeah. brands, like up to 80% of the revenue comes in this time, 50%, 40, 30, like huge, significant chunks. It's mm -hmm. not every business is just 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, no. like all throughout the year. So for so many, this is do or die time. It's crucial. And to you and the team at Hutch know that and understand that and lean into that and be like, look, we're not just trying to take your goods and your money and not like get a quick win. We're like, we're doing this for real and we want partners to be with us for years. Mm, literally. And yeah. That, so if you're, if you're thinking like that and you're trying to lower the friction to get them to come try it out and you have, oh, if you hate us or we can't get your orders out on this certain time, we'll go drop them off at your next VPL for you. Like, mm -hmm. or whatever, like we're not going to lock you into these long-term contracts. So there's no. totally a lot of like angles and ways you guys can stand out. There is. So the, yeah. You even just touching on contracts. I mean, that, that's something that the Hutch, they do not do. It's a rolling monthly contract. That's it. If you know, if you want out within 30 days, like you are fully within your rights to just take your stuff and walk away. Absolutely. No problem. Like yeah. we, we just, we don't think it'll happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, that's good. The last couple of years, like it has, like they've just done such a good job of looking mm -hmm. after people and just created such a decent service. Like nobody's leaving. Yeah, and that's uh, the Godfather offer in the other way. Instead of offering you yeah. the job, they're offering it to their their merchants and their clients yeah. and their partners. So that's I think that's really neat. I think that mm -hmm. will be good for you guys. And it's one of those things that no one wants to find a new three PL every three months or a couple times uh -huh. a year. It's the, it's the foundation. It's the operate, like it's the backbone and there's so much opportunity there on cost mm. saving, surprise and delight and standing out from other brands uh, from the brand side. So if your three PL understands that and gets that and people don't leave Hutch, yeah, it's uh, I should go start a store in the UK and <laughs> have you guys <laughs> help me out. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sold. And so I'm really stoked for all this. I loved how we talked about the marketing versus sale. We mostly talked about the marketing part. On the sales mm -hmm. part, do you really, uh, we'll touch on a little, a little bit. Do you have, you're using Pipedrive for the CRM, uh, yep. pretty good one, pretty well known. Um, 
what sort of process or kind of flow is there? Is there, do you, do you have stages marked out already of inbound first call that like that, like talk us through yeah, that a exactly. little bit if you can. Exactly that. So it has, it's been kind of building out. I mean, obviously it's, it's going to be iterative. It's something that's going to evolve over time. I mean, you know, the first month or two is really just going to be a lot of testing to see what works. Um, but yeah, of course it's, you know, one, like, how do we find leads? Is it referrals? Like where are people coming from? You know, are we just scraping lists and doing cold outbound? And again, kind of look at that a couple of different ways of trying to categorize people. And in much the same way that, you know, I would have done with like Clavio and using properties of like, where did someone come from? How did they discover us? Where are they in the journey? Yeah, you know, it's, it's digging into that data even more. And because most of it, you know, if, if we know a company's coming to us, like we can look them up pretty quickly and see, you know, what size are they? How long have they been operating? What are they selling? Like we can get very specific with that sales approach, which yes. I mean, I'll be honest, over the years, I've had so many emails, cold emails <laughs> from 3PLs that really like, I've just now kind of gone back through years worth of emails, pulled like all those flows, looked at everything that, I, you know, they kind of grabbed me at the time in a positive way, but equally everything that kind of turned me off and figuring out like, what does that look like? And then kind of digging into their cadence. So, you know, is it, you know, there's an email on day one, then day five, then like, what does this whole process right, look right. like? And, and taking the big boys and girls, I mean, you know, the ship bobs of the world. And, and again, looking at their processes, because I, I know they've done a lot of testing. They're fairly large, well-funded, like something is clearly working over there. So, okay, what can we take from that that we know works or seemingly works uh, and reverse that a lot. But I think the, the biggest part for me is like, I, it's kind of what I've done with my brands, my personal like DDC brands over the years is what can I, how do I scale the unscalable? Which has really been like such a big mantra of Hutch anyway, of like, you know, how do we scale DTC orders in a way that shouldn't? So it, it's doing very much the same thing. Like I'm more than happy to take five to 10 minutes to actually research a lead and figure out like exactly who they are before I make any kind of approach. Yeah. And just like figure out their exact needs. Where are they? How big are they? How many orders are they doing? Who are they serving? Where are they based? Where are they shipping? Like, it doesn't take that long, mm. but it creates such a difference. Yeah. It's not just, oh yeah, you filled out our contact form. Uh, so how can we help you? It's like, that's just not the right foot. Like it's so no. reactive. It's, we don't care. We want, like, you need to see if you're a good fit for us absolutely. versus, hey, we can help. We absolutely can help you. You're in the right demo because of this, this, and this, and this, and this. And we have a few brands like you, like this, this, and this, or, you know, um, where are you at now? Where are you headed? What yeah, problems exactly. have you had in the past uh, that we can preemptively not run into again? So <laughs> sales, I've never been in a sales role, like as my only job. I've done sales at past agencies, freelance, when I had my own agency briefly. Like, I never thought sales is this like super complicated thing. For, mm -hmm. I don't know. It, for me, I guess it just came naturally from being a empathetic person my whole life and just trying to care yep. about other people and think about what they would want and need, uh, both personally, prof like professionally, relationships, friendships, uh, yeah. throughout school. So I think, I think you're super on the right track and there's such easy ways to stand out when you're in the space, like three PLs where mm -hmm. you have the people that have just been around the legacy, the big players, or they're funded and they have innovation in a lot of other ways. Yeah. And you can innovate quicker and faster and do the small things that stand out and you're treating the brand owner one-to-one -one. cause it's, yeah. it's not just Hutch. It's Tom at Hutch with this new brand owner or inquiring about the Hutch. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is. Man. It's funny. You, again, you, you kind of just touched on it there. It's your sales approach. And I think it's probably quite similar to mine in the fact that like, it's, it's more of a consultative approach. You know, it's actually, how do I sell someone like, sorry, actually, how do I help someone as opposed to just selling someone? Cause again, yeah, if, if, if I'm bringing someone onto Hutch, like I want them to stay there for two to three years or longer, really. Like that's worth spending an extra 10 minutes to do as opposed to just firing through a hundred people an hour and not really give a shit about any of them. Like, I, right. <laughs> right. I know which ones are going to stick around. Yeah. And it's less about there's, and there's different approaches and balances to this, right? You're doing paid mm -hmm. ads, you're doing organic, you're going to be doing blogs. So there's different levels of the short and long term of the, the wide net and the narrow down, 
that's why there's a thing called the funnel. And it's it's not perfect. Absolutely. It's not always this step, then this step, then this step. But oftentimes, like, oh, I saw you on Twitter. I, I followed you got your profile onto your site. Then I got retargeted on LinkedIn and I checked out your site again. Then I followed Tom because I saw he wrote this post. And that could be over like three months. It's not perfect, Easy. like, right? Like, especially for a pretty big decision like this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I, I think, I think you're gonna like, I think you're already figuring it out, but I have full faith that you will continue to figure <laughs> it out. And you'll, you'll think of clever ways and good value add ways to make people yeah. feel like you guys actually care because you yeah, do precisely. versus yeah. just, just selling them. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, any, anything you want to wrap up or mention on that topic before we move on? I don't think too much. No, honestly, I think that, that pretty well sums it up. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice, man. Uh, excited. And you'll officially announce it pretty soon. Uh, probably, tomorrow. Share... <laughs> probably tomorrow. Okay. So this, that should be yesterday if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> so you already know that, that you've already heard about it on previous episodes. So excited for Tom. A quick reminder from our sponsor. Checkout links allows you to create simple and effective short links that go straight to your checkout for your social media pages, paid ads, customer support tickets, direct messages, holiday specific offers, brand new product launches, or even adding a QR code to your packaging or insert with a checkout link for easy reordering in just seconds. Once again, go to checkoutlinks.com to learn more and install that Shopify app. That's checkoutlinks.com slash Matt. So, I already, I already uh, kind of alluded to it earlier with Stumptown and trying to short versus long term, all these levers all at once. Um, I, I've been, I've been really hooked on this lever versus button uh, like yep. comparison. I've been huge on that. I just like this is great. I, I it makes so much sense in my mind because uh, you you pull the lever and. Some levers you can just crank it down like immediately. And some levers are like, and then it just starts going on its own and it takes time. It's like, oh, something happened. It went back up. Like, no, no, come back down. And then there's what's already in place and the things you're already doing and how to optimize those, the buttons. So I've just been, it's been three whole weeks uh, at, at Stumptown for me. And I'm so wise and experienced now, but <laughs> just because I can do all this stuff, Tom, doesn't mean I should. Just yeah. because I know who to hire, and I know like I will get such a good return on Stumptown's money, doesn't mean I should hire everyone and do pull all these levers right away. Mm -hmm. Just because I know I can, I know how, and know it'll get a good result most likely. But I doesn't mean I should. So like, <laughs> how, how have you experienced this before with your brands or your, your businesses or your consulting or with Hutch even like, what would you, what would be some advice or like insight you'd give to me around this? I mean, I, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, fly, I'm having flashbacks to like conversations I have, particularly when I was doing a lot more consulting. Um, and really with like all manner of merchants, you know, it didn't matter if it was someone that was doing like, you know, 50 grand a year, or if it was someone that was doing 500 grand a month, it, it was kind of the same of like, what's, what's the two things that would really move the needle right now? You know, where, where are two areas that you can really focus on that you think are going to do, are going to produce like 80% of the results and literally just, just two. And then, you know, for a small store, that could be as much as like, just go and get reviews. Like you're not collecting any. So like, go and make that your sole focus, go and talk to every single customer and badger the hell out until you get reviewed. Like that's, that's your homework for the next three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, if, if it was yeah, a bigger merchant, it was, all right, let's, let's dial into to more. And it may be something as simple as like, you, you guys are not optimizing your flows. You haven't looked at them in three years since you set them up. Like this is going to be the focus because there is way more that we can squeeze from this and we're just not. And again, there may be 400 different things within the business we could do, but do we hypothesize that this is where we can kind of bring in the most return on our spend right now without spreading ourselves too thin and without trying to do yeah, 20 different projects across 20 different agencies and manage everything at once and keep running the business? Right. Uh, yeah, so really, it's looks for short. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's not just like, what's, what's the two things I think I would really focus on of you, you okay. think 
are going to move the needle most. Okay. That's... I knew I wasn't the only one who had this problem. No. no. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> so that's good. That that helps me feel a little lighter and a little like less hard on myself. So, okay. Two things at a time. And or the two most important things, or I think that could get the 80% of the result. Is that within the next 30 days, week, 90 days? What, what time frame are we looking at? Because... I think that could depend. Oh, two biggest things this week. Those are those could be quick fixes that we only have to do once, and then it's yeah. good for a while. Versus, oh, the next ninety days, I'm gonna iterate on my ad creative until I get this much above profitability. Like, there's, yeah, there's, would, there's such different sizes of these levels. So, yeah, that definitely is. I, I think I would take it like. Okay, let's let's go back and say like, what's what's the outcome? You know, what is it you're trying to achieve? Are we are we saying like we want to see a twenty percent lift within thirty days, within three months? Like, what what is the goal? Yeah, dude. So that's okay. That's, no, no, honestly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, so that's the thing. It's like I've been thinking like I've just been combing through the ad account, the analytics, the website, and all this data, and I'm like, man, there's so many like quick fixes and levers I'm being pulled um, that I've already started pulling or in our, in process, like the Google freelancer, the Shopify rebuild. Uh, We started talking about wholesale B2B and partnering with Airbnb groups. There's (laughs) a, there's about 10 groups that not like without any program in place that already consistently buy through our D2C site for their locations. That's very cool. So, right? So we're like, there's so many things we could like tackle and like take on. And, and I'm like, I'm new, I'm brand new to the in-house thing. And I have just one brand to focus on every day. And I'm just like, I'm hungry. I'm starving. I want to just get after it all. So the goal is, I think the equity firm that bought Stumptown, their goal is profitable growth year over year mm-hmm. and to yep. continue to be profitable along the way. And they're happy with literally like, 20% growth year over year. Very like reasonable expectations. Okay. Right? Like super I'm not thinking I'm not saying thinking too small, but that's all they that's what they knew. They were inside the jar and they couldn't like see it like out of it and know what was actually happening. Mm. And then I come in, I'm like, holy shit, you're the you're too small of a jar, man. Like we can swim in this huge, like we can love like love up to all this big stuff all these levers and buttons. So my, my goal is more like two to three Xing the brand in the next 12 to 15 months, which I don't think will be, God, I'm going to eat my words. It will not be, <laughs> it, it will not be complicated. It nope. will be hard. I have to do the work, but I know yep. what to do. So it's fix Facebook, scale it up. I already am starting to fix Google with the freelancer. So I don't mm-hmm. even have to like do that one, you know? Yep. Um, and that will naturally get more help once Facebook gets going. Yep. Shopify is going to fix a lot of things on its own in the next month. Yep. So like, that's it. But I, I can't fathom only just doing that every day for the next year. Like I no. legitimately think we can two or three X to brand just doing that. Honestly, and, and I agree. I genuinely agree. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think within like the next 30 to 60 days, you will have a new Shopify site migrated, probably ready to go. Yeah. So that, that's one. And that by like the end of 30 days, like that's probably taken off your plate. Really? Yeah. Again, it yeah. may only be like 80% efficiency of you know, what you could actually do with that Shopify store. I and mean, I'm sure you, know, you could spend forever just optimizing the heck out of it. <laughs> but it would be enough to, to then like, okay, we've now got decent landing pages, decent site for customers to navigate through. Right now, let's go and fix Facebook ads because they're actually going to be more efficient because we fixed like this foundation. Uh-huh. So again, then you've already you know figured out Google. I think you've got someone to come in and take on that component of it. So like you've already ticked off two things, really. So now it's okay, Facebook ads, and what's the other focus? Because we're saying like the site is kind of taken care of, really. Google's kind of taken care of. Or yeah, or it, again, or it will be because or it will once be. we're on Shopify, we'll have a different. Uh feed like shopping feed uh tool that he wants to use and 
than actually do shopping because we're only doing search right now. So okay. it's like that that will be fixed and it's not really on my plate again. So just to but just to clarify. Yeah. So I is, think is, I, I'm going to, again, I'm going to hypothesize this isn't something you're going to be involved in day to day. I mean, the site migration, there's going to be daily questions. You're not going to be in the weeds every day. You know, same with Google. Oh. It might be like a weekly or biweekly call to just, you know, is everything going the right way? What do you need? How do I get out of your way to do your job? Yes. I'm trying to reduce the turnaround time on questions, deliverables, assets, access. That's all yep. I'm doing for those two. I had the project kickoff call. I went through a few different options and calls and emails with everyone. I picked the, this agency. I had the project mm -hmm. kickoff call with them. We gave them the assets and access, and they're coming back to us with wireframes probably this okay. week. Cool. So then once they give that to me, my job is to efficiently and quickly <clears throat> review and make sure that it all makes sense. This is what we talked about. This is what we thought about. This is what I had in mind. Why did you put this here or what's, can you tell me more about th this section and give that back to them as soon as possible so that mm -hmm. I'm removing that blocker and it's back on them. Yep. And so that as soon as they get more feedback from me, the sooner they can revise or go into design, the sooner I approve design, the sooner they can start actually making it live on Shop <laughs> Shopify, adding the apps and launching. So. That's like the next 30 days, like you're saying. That's like the big, that's one of them. But it's still yeah. not the big, it's not, It's the biggest lever, but it's not the most time for me, you know? Mm -hmm. It's such a high impact thing that we're like, cool, here's however much money we're giving you yep. uh, over the next 45 days. And there you go, Matt will coordinate most of it. <laughs> and it's like, that's like a couple hours a week at most Perfect. for all that, right? Yeah. So that's there's that. Google's going to be taken care of. We have... A call every two weeks. Um, we're not at that high of a spend where I don't think we need to have a shorter loop uh, right mm -hmm. now. Um, and we're just, there's so much wrong and we're kind of just starting over. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. And then Facebook, um, I'm going to restructure the account and have one campaign versus three different campaigns like they have been. Uh, that were such small spend. It's like mm -hmm. kind of wild. And I'll have three weeks of data, like with this setup, yep. minimum, before we get to Shopify. Then I can kind of compare and contrast like, cool, I actually don't need to pay 1,000, 3,000, 5,000 bucks for new ad creative immediately. Like I know I want to and need to, but if we're already profitable now, I, I can scale up more and then yeah. Shopify will like 0.5 to one X increase the conversion rate, the load speed, actually collect emails. So the, long story short, I think it's emails is the next one after the site and Google ads. Okay. That's yeah. like, so actually collecting emails, uh, getting the flow set up, having a consistent campaign and Again, this is me trying to overcomplicate. I'm like, I know this freelancer, he's money. I know this small agency, they're money. Like, I just want to hire them right away to do it. But I yeah. think we can save that, either spend on ads or just have more profit. And I can do literally plain text emails mm -hmm. for the next couple months yep. and just test out everything, get some insight and info, have some data, and then hire someone later on. That I think is smart. Genuinely, I think that is smart. Dive into like, yeah, figure out the Facebook side of things and then yeah, take on email at the same time. Really, and like nail those two. And you're right, like it doesn't need to be overly designed or overly complicated. Like just getting some basic structures, some email capture in there. And like you say, just collecting data. Like let's figure out roughly what works. So yeah, in two, three months time, if we want to go get a nice design agency in and really get some designers in to do it properly, like there is a, there's a bare bones like skeleton of like, here's what we've been doing. Here's all the data. Here's what we think works. Have mm -hmm. at it <laughs> and then optimize right. it again. Right. Get it to 80%. Yeah. And I know enough about email and Clavio to get it to maybe, maybe I'm slowing myself short, but maybe like 50 to 70% uh, mm -hmm. with terms of the flow setup, the 
like subject lines, how to like, what should be included in an email, like in the body. Yeah. Uh, my design skills are just incredibly mediocre. So, but that's what I think a lot of our customers are on the older side. I don't like, I think plain text emails will be fine to start. Anything we do on the email side is better than zero like before, yes, right? So I mean, it's getting that integrated with any customer support uh, as we scale up ads on both channels, they'll be increase of that stuff. So it's just getting those integrations set up. It's yeah. making sure on the new Shopify site, like our FAQs or uh, all that stuff is set up. The review flow is, you know, uh, mm -hmm. working the right way. So I don't need to pay someone an additional amount to figure all that out for me. When, no. as of right now, I have more time than money. There you go. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of sum it all up and come to a conclusion, because as of right now, I'm, a, I'm salaried with Stumptown, and they'll pay me the same amount each month. Mm -hmm. And so I fill my time how I think it's best used. Yeah. And at six months, I have a performance bonus incentive. If I hit this number, I get this chunk of change. So mm -hmm. pretty, it's a pretty penny. And then at 12 months in, I we, we review. If you get this number, it's this. If you get this number, it's that, right? So yeah. And some of those numbers are less revenue-based and also like more net profit related, right? So it's actually talking myself into this. <laughs> like, I'm so glad we do this every week. This is so helpful. Uh, instead of being stuck in my own head, it's like it's almost I'm almost incentivized to hold off hiring people if yeah. I can do fifty to sixty to seventy percent of it and get it up and running. I'm like, cool. I got the basics. I got the core set up. I didn't fuck up anything massively, <laughs> uh, no. and we didn't burn money on some random agency or freelancer, like because they don't know what's going on. Cool, now make this, let's tune it up to the 80, the 90, 95%. Like, um, yeah, man. So thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks Tell for guiding me well, through that. You're welcome, I hope thanks. it helps. Cause yeah, genuinely, I, I think just on that, like, I think it gives you a stronger case as well. Like, let's say you do all the email yourself and in three months time, like, yeah, we, we can see the, the increase in, in email of like yeah, revenue coming from Clavio that now gives you a far stronger leg to go back to the rest of your team and say like, you know, here's what I have managed to do. I'm not an expert. I think if we optimize this, here's what we may be able to achieve. And like, no, at that point, no one's going to say no. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're paying someone three to 5,000 bucks a month. And over a course of a year, we're going to get a hundred, 150 K back maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that's a very logical investment. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. It's yeah. It's like, oh, it's so interesting. I, lo I loved being able to talk it out and have you help guide me. So uh, send me the invoice what, in the last 20 minutes. Uh, You're on. Our did recently go up, so. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they I'm actually, they doubled during Q4, so. <laughs> so it's pricing. Yeah, Search. <laughs> yes. So I think just, that's I super just, helpful, man. Yeah, but one, one thing I'm just going to add to that. So Please, please. I mean, I'm going back probably three, four, maybe even five years at this point. Um, email marketing was something you know, I did very badly, I'll be honest. And I, I took myself through one of Ezra Firestone's courses. And I think it was Smart Email Marketing 2.0 when it first came out. And I can tell you, like the, we're talking about like plain text emails. A lot of the Boom by Cindy emails are very text heavy. Again, their audience is kind of 50 plus. But like I took a lot of those kind of strategies and I applied it to my own businesses. I applied it to like clients, you know, everyone I was consulting with. I, the, the thing that really gave me permission was like seeing Ezra running this business that was doing at the time, like 40 to 50 million a year with very simple emails, very s simple structures, templates. And again, it was very formulaic. It was very process and systems driven. You know, he knew exactly what worked in what order, what, like what the copy was, how this impacted the next part of the flow, when to spit people out, you know, which triggers to use. It just, it gave me so much permission to almost just in some ways copy, but you know, then apply like my own brand to it. Yeah. It, it was the biggest unlock for me of like, I didn't need to design fancy emails. Like here's a guy literally doing 40, 50 million a year with like 40% of their revenue coming from email and it's all text-based. Like why am I spending three hours of, like every time I'm trying to design an email in Canva or Figma or whatever else? Like, it just doesn't need to be. Whereas I could just whip something up in like 10, 15 minutes, follow a template, 
uh, has exactly, if not better, result. It was yeah. such a ridiculous unlock for me. Damn. No, that's that's so cool. That's so good. Ezra's a a goat, man. <laughs> He's yeah. so good. He he helped uh, all of his stuff, his free courses. Some of, I did a couple like paid trainings or workshops and stuff mm-hmm. for the um, the Facebook side. Um, man, all of his stuff is so good, and it's like yeah, it is. Repli- it's replicable. It's it's since it's it's so system and process based, not. Oh yeah, here's my ten thousand dollar a month email designer. <laughs> They're like, this is how you got the result. It's like, no, like I typed this up and someone else sent it out. Yeah. Um and you know, yeah. so that it makes it accessible. So it helps. It's mm. really cool. Yeah. Um well, that's good good add on there. There's so many good free resources. Like this podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs> to be able to start, right? And start and learn and kind of Especially if you're bootstrapped, like a lot yeah. of brands are, not everyone's VC funded can just hire all of their best friends right away, which as much as I'd want to do that, I just can't because <laughs> we're a bootstrapped, profitable, growing brand that wants yeah. to be in business for the next decade or longer because it's already been in business for a decade. Yeah. And so it's a t- totally different mindset shift. So simple scales is a good way to summarize <laughs> all that stuff. So, Okay. Uh, what one last one last one here is kind of we've kind of teased it out before in passing, and you know if you've listened to the last episode, it was not me and Tom, it was me and Richie. So every uh, every other episode we switch off. So Richie and Tom are two, my two good buddies. We've both all three have been talking about podcasting for years, uh, and finally gotten it up and moving the last couple months. And so instead of me and Richie separating out another, yet another show for me to do and build and grow and scale separately, keeping it simple and just putting it under the brand builders entity. So we all have been talking and like, man, we think that we love, like we talk about this stuff. We do random breakdowns and teardowns and discussions of other brands or other businesses like for free just like for fun like man like how do we like package this up and put it in a nice little bow and do some like very straightforward but super valuable consulting and audits and advisory kind of stuff so i've i went ape i went i went crazy one night and just jammed all this out and turned it around to them in a day or two and they're like what the fuck man? <laughs> what's going on this is so good how long did you it take you <laughs> <laughs> uh like three hours what how did it <laughs> so we had all this like massive plan in place and these different levels of service like the starting advisory role where it's me you me tom and richie you like you get a one one 60 to 90 minute group call a month and then to talk or the brand founder. And then in between those calls every month, you get email or text support and like in little bits in between. So that's like the entry level. Um, we're, we're trying to, we're balancing, trying to make money, but actually bringing value to brands. But yeah. we all, like, as you guys know, we have plenty of other stuff going on. We have to, we all, we all have this podcast now. <laughs> Tom has Hutch and his friends or his other stuff. Richie has Birdie and all of his other stuff. I have Stumptown, the podcast, all this other stuff. So we're trying to like, I've been really, I got really excited, got super stoked about it. I was like, how do we scale this to like a million dollars a year? <laughs> like, just like within 12 months, how do we do it? And I'm like, is that, is that really the goal? Uh, that's what everyone says and thinks and shares. So Tom, after giving that brief context, I want to share the advisory one yet. Uh, there's still two more I'll share, but it's been a couple of weeks since I, we talked about this initially and brought this up and what mm-hmm. I've based on what I shared just now, like, how are you feeling about it? What do you, what do you want to get out of this? Like how, like, just t- tell me, tell me your gut reaction to all of this. Yeah, man, I think so. For for me, like I'm, I'm still doing you know the odd consulting call. I still run like a little group where you know every couple of weeks we go on. It's literally like almost a group coaching session, um, and just like 
it's a mastermind to be honest of like you know just bouncing ideas of each other and figuring out like okay have you tried this what works did you do this just moving each other forward you know it's it's shopify's kind of rhetoric of you know rising tide lifts all boats yeah it, it gives me so much fulfillment which in the same way you know you me and richie have been kind of talking about doing this whether i think for me whether it's one brand it's every month or it's a hundred brands every month I, I I love getting into the weeds of businesses and like just figuring out like where are things broken, or where are the inefficiencies. In much the same way, you know, we're kind of talking about doing it with Stumptown, where I'm, I'm looking at Hacha, like what's worked, what hasn't, why. I, I love it. <laughs> it's like just tearing apart the machine and just looking behind the, the the curtain. I don't know. It gives me such a weird little kick, and I know that's probably nerdy as hell to say. But <laughs> yeah, no, it super is. But like that's the point. We, I, I mentioned like we do this. We would do this and have done it for free. But as we've also, I think, talked about, people don't always take that advice that they get for free and actually do it and apply with it and stick with it. But if they're paying us, especially if it's a one-time decent lump sum for this in-depth audit, like Mm. the next two tiers, like a gut check audit, which is a little quicker and kind of high level, and then the deep dive audit, which is like a, we're going to sit with your brand for a month and pick through it and have talk about it and then prioritize what levers and buttons to pre- pull and press for you so that you have this roadmap of prioritized actions to take people to hire. Oh, and if you need to hire these couple people, like for these roles, you can post about it on surprise. I'm dropping a job board soon. Um, <laughs> so you can post about the role here uh, and then, or, oh, cool. Yeah. We know a few people like that we've worked with, that would be really yeah. good. Let's warm intro you and just be helpful that way. So we want to, I don't want to speak for you, but it's pretty, I think no. we're pretty similar. Like I want to help, I don't want to help a, a million people like a little bit. No. I want people who are like serious that value our time and information and experience and will actually follow through with what we tell them to do. Okay, and this is not a one-off consulting call, which there's a time and place for them. And I've, I've yep. done them and I'm like, cool. That was an easy 300 bucks. Like what? <laughs> and just, I'm like, that's weird. So, um, but it, I didn't know if like they stuck with it or what happened afterwards. So I didn't mm. like the one-off model either. So I'm just trying to figure out from my end of what's the right number of people, the number of clients, the proper pricing. So we're, it's worth our time to do as a side project because we all have all these things going on. Yep. Literally, literally all have head of growth jobs right now. So, uh, kind of, kind of interesting. So just trying to balance all that out. And so like, what is enough? Like, I don't want it to be a million dollar business within a year. Like that sounds stressful. I don't need Mm -hmm. a million dollars in a year. Uh, that's not, you know, that'd be cool. But like, that sounds that sounds like a burnout waiting to happen. So yep. how do like how do we how do we go about this? Like do we just start with an MVP and just like hey here's this like we're trying this out here's the landing or here's the Google Doc if this sounds interesting message us like mm. is it that simple and like not building out this whole wait list and Shopify and like adding the audit as a like in stock item, like only once a month, you know, like I immediately go to like, how do we scale this thing? Uh, uh-huh. We didn't even start yet. So <laughs> just talk to me like what, like how do we start this thing? And then how do we make sure it's worth our time and their time? And what of the three tiers of like services? What, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all. Okay. So yeah, my brain's going to a few different places. I mean, cool. first off, yeah, landing page wise, like I, I'm a big fan of doing like MVP, like minimum viable product. Frankly, just whip up a landing page in like 20 minutes. It can be on Shopify, but you know, it can be like literally just a theme, tear it apart. Like it's just like three sections, a copy yeah. video, and like here's a payment link or just drop your email, like something <laughs> that just, yeah. and it can be as much as like, you know, make a deposit of a dollar. Just give me some kind of intent. Uh, and I'm not asking you to pay for everything up front, but like just make a commitment. And that could be an email that can be literally a dollar to just book a place. Yeah, uh, I think just getting people to take like a credit card out and actually make, make a vote with a dollar, uh, I, I think makes a big difference. Um, in terms of like, 
what do you want it to look like? I, again, I think it kind of comes back to the conversation we were having earlier of like, you know, what's, what's the goal? And I know that's going to be different for, for you, me and for Richie, like we're all going to have different ideas of what success looks like within this. But I think it's coming to some kind of agreement between the three of us of like, you know, what is it we're looking out of this? Is it, is it to work with one brand a month? Is it to work to, you know, like taking home a hundred grand a year each in additional revenue? Is it like just mortgage money every month? Like, what does it look like to, to each of us? And so that, that is going to vary a little bit, but I think it's then between the three of us kind of meeting some kind of agreement between the three of us. And again, just yeah. planning out. It, this, yeah. it could be this for the first three months. If it goes well, we'll review and look at like, okay, what's months three to six and so forth. Yeah. Cool. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think for me starting out, um, just to see if this idea is wanted and needed by other people. Uh, if you're a brand doing at least 500 grand a year and mm -hmm. you pay us five grand, a one-time thing, and we'll let you pay it over three months. I am certain we can help you plug holes in your business, identify yeah. yellow flags and tell you where to double, triple down on and mm -hmm. how, and then in what order to do it in. Yeah. You'll get that I, back within a month. Like, I, yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> I would almost guarantee like probably within 30 days, we could find five grand's worth of revenue just to cut that would pay that bill. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, and, that's, a, that's really good. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. And improve efficiency going forward. So that, yeah, you make that money back within no time. <laughs> yeah. 30, 30 days or less. I would be staggered if there was not some between the three of us that we couldn't do on that. Right. And that's across the whole brand. It's not just your Facebook yeah. account. It's not just your website. It's operations, fulfillment, uh, like the website ads, other ads, mm. email, organic social, wild, crazy ideas I have that might work for you and you want to be creative uh, and you have more time than money and you want to do organic stuff. That's one of my favorite things I don't get to charge for. Like I've never been able to like offer that as a service, but I can just include it as part of this. And then yeah. it's not like, here's what to do. Here's what, how, and why to do it in this order. Yep. And it's very brand dependent. Oh, you have this skill. You have this background, your products like this. Oh, you do have a freelancer for design. You have a freelancer for Facebook already. Like mm -hmm. we will custom craft it for you. This will take each of us like a dozen hours, probably over the course of a month. At least. And so yeah. com combined, pack package it up nice and neat. I do, Matt, will, me, will do a review call with the founder at the end. We'll have looms from each one of us breaking down our sections. Like, I can't see how it doesn't work. Maybe we're not booked up all the time and maybe that's okay. We, like, yep. we're all, like, we keep saying plenty busy. But I think it's that going deep in like that and also helps us lean into that shiny object syndrome and like, oh, cool, this is sick. Look at this brand. We, got, we dive deep. We, we, help everyone, we help them out. We go through it. Okay, a month later, it's like, all right, well, there you go. Like if you want to do an ongoing advisory service, for, like, we can follow up and check in afterwards. Cool. If not, here's, here, here's the roadmap. Yeah. And then next month, different brand, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, that's for me kind of. It keeps it fresh enough. It keeps it fresh enough. It keeps it, the, the scope is set. Yep. And we have the categories. We have like, uh, uh, the three of us have our own specialties and like uh, experiences. And we can like pretty much cover the like brand. And then mm -hmm. as we go, we can always either change the service or review or have like specialists do like mini audits of each channel or section yeah. as well. So we might lose a little bit of uh, money from us, but you'll, they'll get end up getting a better, even more detailed and like specific mm -hmm. things. So there's a bunch of ways to go about it. I don't want, I'm not trying to turn this into my main job uh, in the next 12 months or 24 months. Like not really, <laughs> like I love what I'm doing at Stumptown mm -hmm. and with the podcast. So I think I'm just trying to like set up a little playground that will help help keep uh, my creativity and in, like inside scoop on yeah. 
what other people are doing and getting points of comparison, learning, learning like from you guys, uh, Tom and Richie, like super intimately of like how they think versus us just chit chatting about it over text and like, no, just like we're, we're going to deep on for a real brand and like providing real value. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm excited about. And like, it just, it's, it'll be a good chunk of change and we'll provide real value and we can see, keep having our main jobs. And then we yeah. can turn that, we can save that, we can spend it. I can like try to scale up the podcast more. I can start scale up the brands that I've been working on, all this stuff, right? So uh, that's kind of just where my head's at initially. Mm. Um, so, and I'm pretty sure, I can't speak for him, but I'm pretty sure Richie's kind of on the same page. He just wants to make a little extra money for what we do for fun as like, like you said, we nerd out about this as is. So like, why not do it for real and then have someone pay us and they'll actually do it. So yeah. 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 100%. And, and you're right. I mean, you, you touched on it probably 10 minutes ago or so of like, you know, the people that we, we've all done this for free. All three of us have kind of done this sort of thing for free, like laid out roadmaps for people and 99.9% .9 of the time they don't do anything with it. And honestly, it's, it's painful. <laughs> when you sit there, like, you know, exactly someone, everything they should do. And you've walked through for hours and laid it out and they don't do anything with it. Like I, I there are genuinely been times where I like, I just, I want to just grab the reins and just do it myself. Like, just get out of the way. Like this could be so much better, but it's, uh, I think with the, the line that I've, I've heard so many times over the years is, you know, people who pay, pay attention. And it, it's so true. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've, the more I have charged over the years for consulting services, for, you know, deliverables, the more like I've put my rates up for consulting. It's so often it's weirdly like not about me. And I know this is going to sound just ridiculous, but the more I've increased that rate, the more people have paid attention on calls, the better questions they have asked because they know they have a limited time and they know that they are paying through the nose for it. And they go away from that call and they follow up. And again, like because I've charged a healthy figure for that call, I do not mind doing the email follow-ups for free. Like even if it takes me out of scope because they have paid a decent size of cash. It's okay. If that like bleeds over, like I'm more than willing to go out of my way. And to yeah. the point, like a lot of the folks actually, I have invested with because they paid so much because they paid attention because they actually took action. They have built so much better businesses that I have then put money back into them that they paid me in the first place. So like they get the money back. <laughs> you know, I've gone to almost really reinvest, but like I'm then a customer that is buying so much or I'm buying it for friends and family because like, I believe in the brand so much because I know the owner so intimately right. and they know that they are executing so damn well. Yeah, Cause I, I help them. Like that's me. That's like yeah. part of that is my brand a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's super cool, man. That's really great. And I think that's ultimately, I think the right, we're all kind of aligned on the values and the short term uh, goal of doing something like this. And it's like, we just want to, we just want to help, man. We just want to help people. Yeah, seriously. We just like, we don't, we're not trying to. I don't want to show off to anybody. Genuinely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 like, I, just, I genuinely want to help. I'm like, I, I want the folks that are serious about it because again, with, with like the introduction side, whether it's like different factories or, you know, again, different consultants or people that can just help like find efficiencies. It makes those kind of introductions so much easier because again, you know, that owner is, is serious. Yep. Yeah. So not only we will wrap up, well, not only are we going to help the brand owner, we're also going to help the other folks around them. We know who's good, who's not so good, who to stay away from across the board yeah. in these different areas. So you're hiring like, a, t a group of consultants who give a huge weight. We care way too much about it. <laughs> and yeah. It's a limited time scope. So you will get an outcome and the deliverable within 30 days. It will be prioritized. It will be categorized and you'll know like the next immediate step to take. And then you'll know who to hire in three months or where to find them or start a conversation. So and then especially we can make, if we make it founder friendly, like the payments over the next three months, yeah. instead of like all in one month, if you're like a little smaller and cash flow, whatever, or you, you're just in a rough spot, but you're, we know you're serious and you, this is all you're doing and working on and like putting your all into this, like, 
we're not we're not a big agency it's like scaling this up we, we're taking on one brand a month on the, the audit side and maybe maybe one brand a month on the like advisory side so like mm. and it i'm a, i'm guessing it will come from the audit that will stick with this like we'll click with one founder and we like this brand we want to help them along and it's like that's not the most efficient use of our time it's it's not but like we're only doing it once and we're like mm -hmm. one brand at a time. So I'd rather help 12 people over the next year significantly than sort of help a hundred people and they sort of don't care. Mm. So. Yeah. I'm very much with you. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, that, that was really good. Uh, we'll save a couple of the other topics for next time. Uh, thanks for jamming and helping me out and listening about some town. Yeah. Congrats to your Hutch stuff again. I'm excited for that to grow and go. And thanks for thinking out loud with me on the uh, advisory audit stuff. So, um, yeah, everyone else, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We'll, uh, next episode, I'll catch you with Richie. So take, take it easy. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I love being able to do this and meet with people that are smart and enthusiastic and just want to share what they have to know about all things D2C. Every rating and review and episode you share with a friend means a ton to me as I continue to bootstrap this show as part of my small little media brand, High Key Geek. If you haven't checked out my other show, E-Commerce Uncovered, you should. It's a little more tactical and practical, and I've guest experts on to learn from freelancers, agency owners, in-house marketers, and founders, all in an effort to help you continue to bootstrap your D2C brand profitably. Two episodes a week will have you staying up to date on the ever-changing industry and learning fundamental concepts and tactics for you to apply to your own brand. That's e-commerce uncovered on the High Key Geek YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Catch you next time.